Welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and we have a very special edition of high school sports and combined with our first ever visit to a country club. As this summer, we're going to go to all the country clubs we can and tell you about how it is. We're in Fairfield, Iowa at the Fairfield Country Club, and our first guest is Kelly Sutherland, who has just uh, recently moved here from, was it Baltimore, Maryland? Baltimore, Maryland, yep, six years and, in. And uh, what is your position here at the country club? Oh, I'm the new club manager here at the Fairfield Golf and Country Club. So uh, what is your impressions of this uh, uh, outstanding facility? Oh, it's, it's, it's a mainstay of this beautiful town that I've found. I was so grateful to have found it a couple of years back. Yeah. I just really enjoy how everyone's, everyone's so inclusive here. No one is a stranger. It, it feels like cheers, you know, but uh, <laughs> on a bigger scale, you know. So I'm really grateful to have found this place. And uh, the facility here is up and coming, and we have a great golf course uh, led by Larry Paget. He's the greenskeeper here. And I'm just really excited for what's to come in Fairfield in the coming months. Well, I was at another golf event earlier to kind of set this up, and I talked to a few of the, the high school kids that were golfing, uh-huh. and they told me that this is a tremendous uh, golf course, and uh-huh. it's very well maintained. That was a, that was something I heard from universally from every, right. every high school uh, golfer that I talked to. And I think one thing to, uh, to understand about the Fairfield Golf Course is that it's very forgiving. So for beginning beginner players, it's uh, – it's a great place to, to sink your teeth in and learn the game and not get uh, beat up too much and uh, get discouraged. So this is a great place for people to come and really grow with the game as they as they learn more. So this is a very historical uh, golf course, the first golf course west of the Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, tell me what's great about this golf course, maybe what's a little different about this uh, community here okay. and maybe some other golf courses. And why is this a great place to spend your time and why is this a great place to have a good time? Well, I mean, the Fairfield uh, town in general, it takes all types of people. So there's never a dull moment. It's always interesting. There's a ton of restaurants, probably the most restaurants per capita than anywhere that I've ever been. Uh, we have, we offer all kinds of food. We have all kinds of people and we have all kinds of facilities for people to grow um, in many different ways, mentally, physically. And, you know, right here, we're growing a, a pretty big event facility and we have a, a beautiful pool that's uh, going to be opening up on Memorial Day. Uh, we have a lot of uh, historic uh, landmarks on our facility, actually. We have s- some trees that are older than, you know, uh, my great-grandfather. So I'm very excited uh, to for things that are coming this way. And um, let's see what else is there. Jim, what else is there here at this beautiful course? All right. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah that's right we're gonna edit this together so don't worry it's not all yeah so yeah we have a lot of historic sites on on our uh on our facility and so for the course itself let's get into let's get into the golf course itself um our coach here at fhs says the number one hole is the the easiest hole in north america and i've i've learned that the the seventh hole is probably one of the hardest so we it covers both it covers the whole gambit pretty much here at the club and um yeah it's a great club it's a great uh course and um i highly recommend everyone come check it out well we're sitting here on the patio outside of the clubhouse looking over the golf course and what a spectacular view that you have here mm-hmm. and uh where, how far away do people come to enjoy this golf course oh I th- people come from south of C- kiosakwa i've had people come from iowa city and then and mind you it's early in the year here so um I'm sure people will travel much further. I have a bunch of friends from New York City that are coming to play here in the summer. So uh, I'm excited to get it on the map a little bit. 
Yeah. Uh, you also, your clubhouse, uh, I see that's uh, Steve McLean, a local guitar yeah, player. That's right, my guy. Here. He's a very, very uh, excellent entertainer, probably the, the most well-known performer okay Fairfield, Iowa. yeah uh what kind of events like that do you have do you have anything coming up yeah so thursday uh thursday uh tomorrow we have uh, cinco de mayo with steve mcclain and then on yeah. saturday we have a event called cinco de derby where we integrate cinco de mayo and the kentucky derby we'll have all kinds of fun specials uh like mexican food mexican drinks and we have uh, kentucky favorites like uh was it louisiana oh no is it the kentucky brown is a is a meal we're serving on saturday we're going to do mint juleps for the for the derby uh, we have a Mother's Day brunch the following day. I mean, we have a lot of events coming up here, um, and we're really excited. It's going to be uh, 130 years. Yeah, 130 year anniversary. Uh, we're going to be having a party in July for that. We're going to have fireworks the whole nine, and we're just really revamping every aspect of this club and and bringing it to the present day. And very excited to show share that with members and the public so well, i've got over 50 years living in the area okay. and i have come out here several times for lunch or other occasions and the food was always spectacular mm. how do you guys maintain such a high standard oh yeah well it starts right in the kitchen and it ends in the kitchen so chris chris uh, batterson our chef he's a trained chef he's been to spain worked at michelin star restaurants and he brought it back to his hometown uh in iowa here and he's been coming up with all kinds of inventive dishes in the kitchen which we're very excited to share with everyone on a daily basis and the good thing about uh the kitchen here is that for lunch we're open to the public so we give everyone a chance to come check it out and um and if you like it, you can come a couple more times, come check us out for dinner, no problem. And then, you know, if you choose to, you can uh, join the club and then you can enjoy all the all the things that our facility has to offer, whether it be going to the pool, playing golf. We're going to have other kind of events. We're trying to really, really take it to the next level. Maybe have like a, a tennis league that we'll do offsite. Uh, you know, we're just trying to be inventive with it and keep it interesting for the members and prospective members. Well, any time that I had a guest from out of town uh, come in, I would try to bring them here for lunch to uh, show them how nice it is. And everyone's always impressed. Tell me what you think of Fairfield and, and uh, the small town versus Baltimore. I mean, how, how has that uh, improved or decreased your life? Oh, my goodness. It's improved it in probably every every way i love just going to the store and seeing people waving at them talking catching up it's just it's a much more familial setting where we all have each other's back way more and yeah it's just kind-hearted and i it's hard to put it into words i'm just so very grateful to have found this town and, and realize people can live a good quality of life without uh participating so hard into the rat race that i knew so well growing up in in baltimore than la than uh, new york city so all around, it's just a better quality of life where I can sink my teeth and enjoy my day today much well, better. The, the mission statement of, of Round Guy Radio is to counter the perception that there's nothing to do in Iowa and uh -huh. it's a boring and uh, uh, not pleasant place to live. Yeah, I think it, the exact opposite is true. The exact opposite is true. Here, I could learn how to play golf. I could never afford that where I grew up. So I didn't learn playing golf till a couple of years ago. And now it it's a mainstay in my life. And the fact that I get to walk around the trails and just appreciate life because I don't have to be working, you know, 60 hours a week to be able to afford the basic necessities that I that I require in my life. So here it just it opened up the door to, for me to learn more things and 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 understand myself even better. So I'm very grateful. Well, people have been coming to Fairfield all my life. And one of the comments that, that uh, new residents always make to me is I sleep so much better. Uh-huh. You yeah, know, I mean, my I'm so less stressed, and I I, I sleep so much better. Uh huh. You know, and uh, 
so that that's a that's always a well, positive i think yeah i mean what well, i mean waking up to the birds is much better than waking up to the ambulance sirens where i'm from so <laughs> i really appreciate it here and uh yeah. that's you know that's one of the definite things the nature about all of this and the way we kind of a little more uh we live with nature instead of trying to break it down like in the big cities. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty beautiful here. Well, we're talking to Kelly Sutherland, a Baltimore, uh, Maryland transplant to Fairfield, Iowa, who's come here to, to, to run the country club. Uh, yes, sir. Is there anything that we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to? Uh, well, you know, we've, we've officially become the, the, we've been recognized now as the oldest club West in Mississippi. So that's going to bring with it some historical significance and we hope to share that with everyone that wants to come by Fairfield. Don't, uh, don't hesitate to come say hello and uh, see what we have to offer and we'll always be waiting for you with a smile. So thanks. Well, we sure appreciate you being on the show and uh, yes, being our first guest today. Thanks for, thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, anytime. Thanks. Well, we're continuing our coverage of the Jefferson County or the Fairfield, Iowa country club. And we're also having a, a district uh, golf tournament. We're here with the activities director for the Fairfield high school. His name is Jess Courtright. Welcome to the program, Jeff. Thank you. Tell me about this event that's going on right here now. Well, this is actually our conference boys golf tournament. So in our conference, we have six schools, Burlington, uh, Mount Pleasant, Washington, Fairfield, Keokuk and Fort Madison. So, uh, they've been playing uh, regular season events all year, and this is kind of the uh, ending of the, the conference run where we get all the teams together and the, uh, they play for kind of a team championship in this 18-hole tournament. Well, that's outstanding. It looks like there's a tremendous uh, coverage, w w uh, participation in this event. Uh, the golf course looks beautiful, especially after the downpour that we had yesterday. Uh, tell me about the weather and how it's affected spring sports this year. Oh, it's been brutal. Um, there's no doubt. Um, you talk to many people and they say, hey, I can't remember a spring that's been this uh, uh, horrible in regards to weather with rain and affecting activities, you know, canceling track meets, canceling tennis meets, canceling golf golf uh, meets, you know, soccer games. It's It's been tough. Uh, it's tough on the coaches, tough on the kids, tough on the parents. But, um, you know, we've tried to march through it and, and get in as many as we can. And, you know, the kids and coaches have been handling it great. You know, they've had to be out there in some pretty poor weather conditions just to get some events in. So, you know, hats off to them for the way they've been handling it. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's been brutal. Well, outside of the farmers of Southeast Iowa, you probably have had the toughest go with the activities director job with – canceling events, rescheduling events, you know, trying to trying to get these seasons in when there's only one or two days of good weather a week at best. Yep. I don't have a lot of hair, but if I did, yeah, there would have been a lot more pulled out. <laughs> I know my hair is getting grayer and grayer as we get along here. So uh, tell me, uh, what? how did you get this job? Tell me a little bit about yourself. What, what, how did you, your life's journey wind up with you being the activities director? Okay. Well, I'm originally from the Joliet, Illinois area, but I went to college in Kirksville, Missouri. It was called uh, Northeast Missouri State when I went there. It's now called Truman State, but I just started applying for uh, teaching jobs after college and uh, was offered one here in Fairfield and decided to give it a try. And uh, that was back in 1995. And um, I've been here since. So I started out as a science teacher and a, a wrestling coach in the district. And Oh, I think in 2010, the activities director job uh, opened up in the district and, you know, uh, with encouragement from people, decided to throw my name in the hat and ended up being offered the job and have uh, been doing the activities director job ever since. Well, let's get back to this golf tournament. Give me a little little uh, preview of what's going to happen here today and uh, what kind of competition are we going to see? 
well, we've uh, these teams have competed against each other uh, quite a bit, and uh, it seems like we've had a different team, uh, you know, win the the different regular season events. There hasn't been one, uh, you know, clear cut front runner. I know Fairfield won the first one, and we just hosted an invitational uh, on Monday that we were able to win. So, you know, I put our kids and, you know, uh, coach fire does a great job right up with any of them, but it's going to be very competitive. It's going to be very tight and uh, you know, we'll come down to whoever's uh, really on at the, at this given day, we'll, we'll come forward as a team. The one that's unique is Burlington. They haven't seen Burlington a lot because they're, uh, they're a bigger school and really they tend to play fall golf, but uh, bigger schools that are in uh Conferences with some smaller schools are allowed to play in their spring conference tournament if they give up a meet or two in the fall. So Burlington decided to do that and wanted to compete in our conference tournament. So they are here. So they're somewhat of an unknown, um, but it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. So uh, Burlington give, actually given up a, a meet to come here. What is special about the Fairfield Country Club that's particularly a good spot for a conference tournament, for golf and for high school athletic events? Well, one, it's a really, really nice course, um, you know, that the kids get to play. Um, it's got great facilities. You know, the uh, the country club has been always great with us is providing meals, you know, offering the meals for the coaches. And um, so just really, really great services, great facilities, and a really, really great course and, and right in the heart of Iowa. Well, in the fall, you know, football is a big thing. And in, in, the, in the winter, you've got the basketball and the bowling and things like that. But in the spring sports, it's got to be the toughest for you. Because you got track, you got tennis, you got uh, golf, you got soccer. Does uh, it really keep you hopping in the spring? Spring does keep you hopping, like you said. Uh, between boys and girls, you got eight different uh, teams competing. You know, and then you still got all the other activities, the fine arts, the clubs that are going. And then, especially towards the end of the spring, you've got uh, the summer season starts, so you get a little bit of overlap, about a month overlap with baseball and softball. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, off-season training that goes on, too. So, yeah, the kids that are involved are uh, heavily involved, and they're, they're pushed pretty thin. But, um, you know, we try and balance it and schedule stuff to avoid as many conflicts as possible, allow the kids to do as much as possible. But uh, you're right, it definitely keeps you hopping. There seems to be something going on every single day of the week. Tell me about the social media, the YouTube, the ways to follow Fairfield Sports. Well, we have uh, – our district would have uh, social media pages, you know, Twitter, Facebook, our high school does, our middle school does. So, you know, you could go on and just do a search for our schools on a Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we put a lot of things out there. Um, our coaches also tend to, for each of their individual teams, like Coach Flattery would have his own uh, Twitter page where he'd be putting stuff out for golf and basketball, the sports that he coaches. So a lot of our coaches do a great job, too, of forming their own uh, social media presence. Hey no, I, I, I watch, uh, watch a lot of basketball on YouTube that you guys put out. You seem to have some cameras. Uh, I think most schools in, and I will have these overhead cameras that you can that you can follow. And I, I, I saw some pretty good numbers of viewers that you have, sometimes 600 and 700 people, you know, that, that, that was following the sports through. Uh, you don't have any radio anymore? Uh, radio will come once in a while to some of our events. Yep, local radio station. KG. That's outstanding. Uh Tell me about some of the special athletes. Uh, we, we hear Max Wheaton's name a lot, uh, and I believe Tate Allen was the quarterback. He had some pretty gaudy stats. Uh, 
during the season. Uh, who are some of the better athletes that are coming through the Fairfield system? Well, you know, I, I admire all the kids for their efforts, but, um, you know, you, you mentioned uh, Max Wheaton. He, he's, you know, one of our better basketball players and football players and golf. Um, so he's a well-rounded, gets involved in a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, our, our girls track team right now has some uh, solid performances at the Drake Relays, our shuttle hurdle relay. Um, we got uh, uh, six in the state, or at the Drake Relays, I mean, not, you know, which encompasses all of the state. We had uh, um, one of our boys in the 400, uh, River Patterson, he got fifth. Uh, so uh, we're pretty proud of those accomplishments. But, you know, we've got a lot of great kids. It's hard to just single them out. But, um, you know, and I don't necessarily like to do that because I admire all their efforts from the ones that are uh, – you know, mostly uh, coming off the bench players are some of our best. Well, we do a weekly show with uh, Andy Krutzinger of the uh, uh, Southeast Iowa Union, and he says that track is a big event in Southeast Iowa. Yep. Tremendous support and following. Is, is that the case here in Fairfield? Yes, our conference has a pretty good uh, track tradition. You know, a lot of times it's us, Mount Pleasant, Washington, you know, going head-to-head for conference titles, uh, both individually and uh as a team so we take a lot of uh, pride in our, our track programs we take a lot of pride in our home track meets and how we try to run smooth events which takes uh, the efforts of a lot of people so yes uh, track track is definitely a big sport uh, in southeast iowa well fairfield has a tremendously long tradition of football but you guys have recently added sports like soccer to your uh, i don't know how long you guys have been playing soccer but what uh, what was it like to put together soccer and uh, what's the participation and the support from the community well, we started soccer, I think, in the 2000s, kind of as a club, and it was co-ed, and then it kind of transitioned into a sanctioned uh, sport. Um, when I became AD, it was already sanctioned, and we had a boys and a girls team with a boys and girls schedule. Uh, but there's been a lot of support. We have a youth organization. Uh, we have a Dexter soccer complex that uh, they allow us to go out and hold some practices and occasionally some games on. So um, there, there's been a lot of support to get that program off and running. And, uh, you know, we look forward to keep fielding these teams uh, um, as long as we can. Well, let me ask you just about – you know, the groundskeeping and the maintenance of all these buildings. Do you have a, every, it always looks so nice. So, you know, when your facilities look so nice, uh, tell me some of the behind the, the scenes stuff that makes, makes it look, you know, make this golf course look nice, make the gym look nice, make the football field look nice. Oh, there's a lot of efforts behind the scenes, like you said, that people don't even get to see. But we have uh, uh, at Fairfield Community School District a, a great new uh, facilities director. His name's Josh Wiley, and, you know, he's got a really good uh, team concept um, where we work together to make sure our, our facilities are looking nice and uh, operational for all of our home events. But, yeah, you've got uh, – guys in his department helping cut the grass, helping line the fields. You know, anytime we have issues with electrical work or, you know, a bleacher that needs repaired or a floor that needs refinished or, you know, lights that needs to be replaced. So there always seems to be something. And every time you have an event, you know, I'll be calling Josh and, okay, at this event, here's kind of what we notice, what needs to happen. And right away he gets on it and fixes those things to, to keep our facilities in, in tip-top shape. Well, I interviewed Lee Munts uh, about a month ago, and, uh, you know, he had a job at the radio station where he would uh, open the, do the morning show, and then he would do a noon report, and then he would do a five o'clock report, and then he'd get in his car and cover a basketball game at Keokuk, and he'd get home at midnight or one o'clock in the morning. Do you have some kind of hours like that with all these sports going on and 
Yeah, I tend to come into school uh, around eight o'clock, a little after eight. But, you know, as you stated, it's uh, some late nights, uh, you know, with events. Sometimes you're not getting out of here till nine thirty after you pick everything up, put it away. And, you know, there's even an occasional later one. But, uh, you know, I enjoy, uh, you know, having things run smooth. I enjoy kind of being a servant leader and setting things up for kids to go show off their talents. And, uh, you know, so I take a lot of pride in it. And, uh, you know, I like being at those things. But th there's no doubt it's, uh, it takes up a lot of your time. And, you know, I've got a supportive family that understands that. And we're able to balance some of the other things. And, you know, when we get some downtime. We're, we're sure to spend some time together. Well, we've been talking to Jeff Courtright, who's the athletic director for the Fairfield School District. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Is there anything that we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to cover? No, I just appreciate you coming out and supporting, uh, you know, the Fairfield Golf and Country Club and also our conference with this conference tournament. Well, you've been an excellent interview, and it's been a, a beautiful morning to spend here at the Country Club here in Fairfield, Iowa. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back to Round Guide Radio as we continue our coverage of the high school district uh, high school conference golf meet here in Fairfield, Iowa at the Fairfield Country Club. I am with uh, a member of the Country Club, uh, Jim Wheaton, who's also the athletic uh, president of the, uh, the Fairfield Boosters. Uh, welcome to the program, Jim. Thank you, Dave. Good to be here. First, I want to talk about uh, uh, the start of this golf course, which is the first one west of the Mississippi. You had some pretty good information on it. Just tell our listeners about how this golf course started. Well, it, uh, it started back in 1892 when a, a medical doctor here in the community, Dr. Clark, uh, went to Chicago for a, a medical conference. And uh, uh, at one of the breaks, uh, some doctor friends of his took him out to a golf course uh, out of Chicago um, and introduced him to the game of golf, which he absolutely fell in love. So uh, he brought that back. Uh, to Fairfield, Iowa, um, and actually the land that we're on right now is the original land um, that the golf course was located on. Uh, it was the original name of the golf course was Kahiji uh, Golf and Country Club that he established back in 1892, um, and that uh, that's in reference to Crow Creek, which runs um, uh, to the south of the golf course along the south ridge of the golf course down below. And uh, um, his first uh, golf club was actually a tin can uh, attached to a stick. Um, and that's where five, actually five um, original members of the club played the first round of golf right there in May. In May I think it was May of 1892. 1890. Now, how big of a sport was golf in America in the 1890s? Um, it was coming across the pond, you know, from uh, Europe and Scotland, and you know those those places were very popular over there, and so I think it was being introduced at that early uh, time frame. But uh, it was gaining a lot of steam uh, as a result of uh, an additional sport that people could play. And, and one of the benefits, I think, of golf is it's a lifetime sport. So once you learn it at a, an early age, you play it through. Uh, we've got members out here that uh, are in their 70s and 80s uh, still playing uh, competitive golf uh, here at the country club. Well, it seems like uh, my dad started golfing uh, after he retired to just kind of keep active. And he, he kind of has fallen in love with the sport. How, how good is golf for your health? Uh, it's real good, you know, uh, whether you, you walk or ride, you've still got to get out and you've got to hit the ball. Uh, a lot of people still walk the course. 
Um, it's great exercise. Uh, walking is very good for your your health, and so uh, I think golf contributes to you a, a healthy aspect, a healthy lifestyle. Coach. So let, let me ask you, uh, uh, you're, you're, you're not from here. You've kind of had an interesting life and a little journey. Well, tell me about your life and how it brought you to Fairfax. Well, I graduated. I'm an Iowa native. I graduated from Fort Dodge. My wife and I um, uh, both graduated from Fort Dodge High. Uh, we both went, kind of went away from college, and we, uh, we met uh, post-college. And uh, I ended up in northwest Missouri State. She ended up at Iowa State University. And um but uh, we got married uh, uh, my sophomore year we finished i finished uh, college down there um i actually finished with a degree in physical education thought i wanted to teach and coach um but back in the, in the 70s early 70s uh, physical education teachers and health teachers and coaches were a dime a dozen so it was it was really tough to crack that into the teaching field at that time and um uh, I had always grown up uh, in the YMCA movement, and I went back to Fort Dodge, and uh, a Y director at that time called me in after I graduated from college and said, hey, have you ever thought about the Y? I really hadn't, but he spent about two and a half, three hours with me, uh, showing me uh, just what the Y could offer. I got excited about it, uh, interviewed two different places. Uh, Hannibal, Missouri was the first place I interviewed at, uh, and then Waterloo, Iowa was the, the second place, and I ended up in Waterloo, Iowa. So I spent, uh, actually spent uh, 21 years in Waterloo, Cedar Falls area, raising our family. I have two two children, uh, a son and a daughter. Uh, my son still uh, actually resides here in Fairfield with our five grandkids. And so uh, that's kind of what brought us here uh, after I retired in, uh, in 2017. Well, it's interesting you mentioned the YMCA. I once looked at a list of uh, what a corporation looks at when they look at a town to what you know the, what the, the town has before they'll they'll consider coming to a town. And the number one thing on the list was the YMCA. Yeah, they wanted to have that YMCA there or something similar. Well, to it's, it. uh, what what's unique about the YMCA is it's it's. Uh, privately funded, basically. It's not on any, anybody's uh, property tax rolls. Uh, it's a, a 501c3 a nonprofit organization that derives its income from membership, program income, and in donations. And that's how wise uh, succeed in each of the communities. And so uh, not being on the tax base allows the Y to, uh, to do a lot of different things. Uh, uh, and historically, the Y is, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of firsts with the YMCA. YMCA invented basketball. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I, invented volleyball. Um, uh, the Learn to Swim program started the YMCA. So we we teach literally millions of kids every year how to swim. Uh, we're the largest provider of childcare in the country. Um, so the Y has a lot of significance in each and every community. Well, that's very. We're talking to Jim Wheaton of Fairfield, Iowa. You, you what is your so you're on the board here, or I'm on the corporate board here at the uh, Country Club, uh, and I'm uh, on the Booster Club board. Um, so yeah. Well, we'll talk about the Booster Club in a second, but tell me about this Country Club and what's great about it, and why people would enjoy coming here. Well, it's you know I I would classify you know with the uh, the this, the smallness of 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 our community. Um, 
I think the country club offers a lot of social aspects for people. It's, it's a quality of life component in this community. I mean, we, we are blessed in this community to have two nine hole golf courses. Uh, the, the country club's got a nine, a beautiful nine hole golf course and, and in the Walton club, I don't know if you're familiar. With yes, that, I'm but, very familiar. Uh, but that's on the, that's on the North end of town. And, and that's another uh, great nine hole golf course. So, uh, the community's got uh, what I consider two community assets uh, that, that people can take advantage of. Uh, and so the country club here offers golf, it offers swimming, it offers uh, social opportunities, it offers events for people to get together. Um, and here our philosophy is to be able to um, encourage uh, the greater community to come out and participate and socialize and and build relationships. I mean, uh, we think it's all about community. And it's all about relationships. And, and Fairfield is unique in that regard. Is uh, it's a very close knit community. It's it, it's got a lot of people that have a lot of great relationships. Uh, I think the the country club can certainly contributes to that aspect of the quality of life in this community. So I'm looking out at this very picturesque and beautifully well manicured golf course. You've got a beautiful manicured golf course. You've got a swim pool that you got to maintain and you have one of the, the finest places to eat. So you've got a back staff here yep. that, that does a great job. Talk to me about how, what it takes and, and uh, how you get this professional crew to make everything look like this. Well, it, it takes, uh, it takes skilled, skilled people, skilled labor uh, to accomplish what we've been able to accomplish. Larry Pageant is our golf superintendent, does a tremendous job of maintaining the golf course and not only maintaining, but making the necessary improvements on the golf course each and every year. Um, there's a lot of wear and tear on, uh, on a nine hole golf course. Uh, this is, this is a very playable course. And a lot of our members are out here on a daily uh, basis. So, uh, he does a great job with that. Uh, we've got uh, in our indoor facilities, we've got a 19th hole that allows folks to socialize um, after they get done with golf or swimming and whatever. And then we've got a, a great hall that is uh, a beautiful facility that accommodates weddings and anniversaries and uh, birthday parties and special events, uh, larger gatherings. Uh, I think we can see around 100 people in that great hall. And then we've got a formal dining room uh, back in the back that offers the ability for what I would call active older adults. They kind of want a place to go that's not quite as loud uh, as I would characterize the 19th hole yeah. can get. Uh, on occasion, and so we've got that facility for our active older adults that we we run once a month uh, dinner clubs or special <laughs> events uh, to encourage uh, that cross section of demographics of, of our membership oh, to participate yes. on a regular basis. Out here. So there's something for everybody here at the club. I like what you mentioned about it being quiet. My wife loves to go to the La Hacienda, you know. And everybody out there is drinking those margaritas, and the, the noise level gets gets really high. And uh, I've been here where people are having a good time, and uh, I've always had a good time here. I've never come here and not had a good time or not had a good meal. Uh, and I, I appreciate uh, you mentioning all that. Uh, tell me about some of the other events that are not golf that are that that you enjoy coming here. Well, we we have uh, gosh, we have a wood. Uh, wine and food show we have uh, where we have a big auction that helps raise funds uh, for, on behalf of the club uh, to do some of the capital projects that are needed. Uh, we try not to uh, overly tax our membership as far as assessments or whatever. So we we do a lot of special events that generate that kind of resources for us. But we've got one coming up here uh, 
Cinco de Derby. Yeah, uh, that was an interesting take on that. Uh, I, I, so, yeah, we, we kind of take spins, spins off of uh, some of the national events, and we run hit events here. Uh, we've got some entertainment coming in this week uh, with uh, – um, Steve McLean is coming in, and um, he's a he's a wonderful entertainer. So um, we've got a social committee. Uh, we're committee driven here at the club, so we have a lot of different committees that function. That and our social committee is phenomenal in being able to put special events together. So, well, we're going to switch back to to talking about the high school sports in a minute, but I just have a question about the the use of the course. Like, what would the average used to be, and then what would be the the real high end? How many golfers? Are, well, one, one of the luxuries we have here is that currently we don't have to have tee times. Uh, most of most of our golfers and our members and guests can come here uh, and typically get on, whether it's hole number one or if the, if the tee box is full there, they can move to number three. So we, we're pretty flexible in getting people to golf here at the nine-hole golf course. So um, we've got the high school golf team here that, that, uh, that practices here. Um, so we're very community-minded as, as it relates to accommodating uh, the people who want to golf. So if, if you come out here, uh, chances are we're going to get you on and get you playing uh, as quickly as we possibly can. Well, we talked to Kelly Sutherland, who manages this uh, room, and he told me, you know, he was from Baltimore, he lived in New York, lived in Los Angeles, and he could never afford to golf. Right. But he says here he can afford to golf. Is this an affordable place oh, to yeah. golf? You know, it's very affordable to be a member here. Uh, and if you're a guest here, um, uh, I think uh, with with a with a member, it's twenty dollars for for nine holes. Oh, well, that's, anybody eight, can actually, afford that. Eighteen holes. Um, so uh, so yeah, we we try to make it as affordable as we possibly can. Well, that's tremendous. Well, let's move on to your role as the booster for the Fairfield Trojans. Uh, how did you how did you become the president, and what do you think? Uh, what do you guys do to support sports? Well. Uh, First of all, the Booster Club's an integral part of the athletic program in that it helps raise the necessary funds outside of the, of the, the district budget um, that uh, our activities director has uh, to accommodate some of the additional things that we want to do athletically for our student-athletes. So uh, we think the Booster Club is a, a really important part of the athletic program, not only for uh, the, the activities portion of it, but for the student-athlete as well. So. We try to accommodate as much as we can. We try to raise as much money as we can. Uh, I moved into this community about four years ago. Um, it was a priority of my wife and I's because we were heavily involved with the Booster Club in Cedar Falls, Iowa, and we, we lived there for a number of years. So uh, we were very familiar with the, the concept of the Booster Club. Um, we were invited to, to join the board, which we did. Um, and uh, over the course of the last year, year and a half, we've had a lot of transition of people rolling off, people rolling off. And uh, I guess uh, I was fortunate enough, I guess, to be asked to be uh, the president of the club, which I said yes to. And uh, we're in a kind of a phase right now where we're re-energizing ourselves and we're accommodating new uh, members, new board members that are coming on. We're, we're expanding our board to get more involvement uh, from the volunteer sector, from the parent sector. Uh, we're getting uh, commitments from our head coaches to, to support the Booster Club. So, um, you know, it, it takes a village uh, to operate the kind of activities that uh, we can be proud of for our student-athletes. And so 
the booster club's an important aspect to that. And, uh, you know, a good example uh, for us is this week. It's it's Teacher Appreciation Week uh, here in, uh, I think, across Iowa. Uh, and it may be a national uh, appreciation week, but our booster club has taken the opportunity to, to, uh, to respond to that and to thank our teachers, which... Uh, we, we enjoy doing so on Friday of this week, we're supplying pizzas at, at the high school and the middle school and each of the two elementary schools to to say, you know, this is a small token of our appreciation for the work that you do in raising, helping raise our kids the right way and teach them the right way. So uh, the Booster Club kind of does a little bit of everything uh, we're involved in. We're heavily involved in concessions. That's our main fundraiser. Um, and and Elodie Sellers, one of our key volunteers in our booster club, has done this for 30 years. So we've got we've got loyal uh, booster club uh, board members and members that really care about this community, care about uh, the booster club, care about the athletic program, and and uh, it's about giving back. And we have great people that do that. Well, we've been talking to Jim Wheaton, who's both on the board here at the Fairfield Country Club and the president of the Booster Club, uh, uh, Fairfield. Oh, Jim, it seems like Fairfield was a was a, a, a rewarded for you coming here. You've been able to retire here and live a, a very productive and uh, uh, community-oriented uh, life. We sure appreciate you having having you be here and be on the program. Uh, is there anything that we that you wanted to talk about that you didn't get a chance to. No, I don't think so. Dave. I, well, uh, it's it's. I'm just sitting here uh, outside the 19th hole here, looking over a beautiful golf course. Uh, the sun is actually out, which is a rarity here for uh, Southeast Iowa this spring. Uh, I'm sure the farmers are all excited about it. And you've been a great guest, and thanks for being on the program, Jim. Thanks, Dave. Welcome back to Round Guy Radio as we continue our coverage of the conference golf meet here at the uh, at the uh, Fairfield Country Club. I have a, a, a last year graduated uh, golf uh, was able to get from Mount Pleasant. His name is Brevin Wilson. He was able to get a scholarship to Iowa Wesleyan College. Welcome to the program, Brevin. Hey, how are we doing? Pretty good. So tell me uh, first about your high school uh, uh, career in golf and uh, how, how much did you enjoy it? It was always a blast getting to meet all the guys from the surrounding areas. Uh, Roman Roth, who we actually found out is a very distant cousin of mine last year. He was a freshman when I was a senior. Good to meet him. Good to play with him a bunch. I'm looking forward to seeing him as we go out and, and watch him play today. Uh, Max Wheaton of Fairfield, good buddy, played against him in football and basketball as well as golf. And just to meet, to have all the guys coming from, my school that upperclassmen that I made friends with. I actually have two upperclassmen that I qualified for the state tournament with my sophomore year who are with me at Iowa Wesleyan on the golf team. Well, Brevin, you have an excellent golf voice, but I could maybe use a little more volume. Okay. We're talking here. So uh, how did your, how did your golf team do? Uh, we actually did my high school, my senior year, we were the conference champions here at Fairfield. I ended up with a second place finish. Um, but otherwise we, we felt just short of qualifying for state, but my sophomore year we qualified and we, we went up to Fort Dodge, which was a fantastic, fantastic experience. Well, uh, I know you played on a lot of golf courses. Uh, talk to me about Fairfield's golf course. What do you like about it? 
Um, I like that it has some attackable par fives. The ninth and the second hole are very gettable for a long hitter like like me. But I can tell you what I do not like is the seventh hole, this long par three, 230 yards with road out of bounds to the left. The conference tournament my senior year was also here, and I was out of bounds both times on the seventh hole, and I think that's what cost me the golf tournament. But otherwise, the greens are good. It's a it's a pretty wide open golf course where you can miss, and it's I felt it was an attackable golf course. I made eight birdies my senior year in the conference tournament. Well, as soon as I can get there, I want to do a, a cover the Mount Pleasant golf course. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about it and uh, uh, what's it like to play on. Uh, it's it's more of a of a rolling hills golf course than here in Fairfield. There's I think there's only one tee shot, maybe two, where you can see your golf ball land in the fairway because a lot of them are either low, so where you can't see it, or high, so where you maybe see the first bounce. So a lot of a lot more up and down, I would say, but same size of greens, real small, not too sloped, but a lot of uh, false false edges, I would say. But I would say Fairfield and Mount Pleasant are on the same difficulty level. Does the, the Iowa Wesleyan team play on the same golf course? Uh, we actually have a distance requirement in the NAIA, so it has to be 6,500 yards or more. So we are unable to play at Mount Pleasant. We usually go – we have hosted in Fort Madison a couple times, and we hosted our most recent conference tournament at Burlington Country Club. Well, that's awesome. Tell me about uh, some of the golf courses that you played on in high school and what was some of your favorites and maybe some of the ones that were frustrating. Actually, one of my favorites was uh, – was Burlington Country Club. We got to play there one of the first tournaments every spring. Uh, I actually won my very first tournament there my senior year. The greens are always very challenging there, but otherwise I thought it was a, it was a really well-kept-up course that doesn't get a whole lot of play because it was a private course, but I thought it was another one of those deals where if you're in the right place, you can go attack. Uh, another favorite would be the Preserve over at uh, Rathbun Lake. I always thought it was a really, really cool design. All the fairway bunkers, which you don't get to see here with kind of the conference courses here in southeast Iowa. Um, Different holes where you go over lakes and just cool fescue, cool views out over the lake. I thought that one was, was always one of my favorites as well. Well, we have a cornucopia of teams here, you know, Burlington, Fort Madison, Mount Pleasant, Fairfield, Washington, a couple others. Uh, Tell me about some of the athletes that are here today that you know. Who are some of the better golfers that you think will be on this golf course today? Um, well, they're actually all playing in the same group today. Uh, I think I mentioned mentioned a couple of them, Max Wheaton and Roman Roth. And they're Nick Matheny, who is from Mount Pleasant, who is the previous year's conference champion. They will be, I think, in the top three running for the gunning for the championship today. So uh, you were able to get a scholarship in golf. You know, golf is a scholarship sport, uh, and and you're attending Iowa Wesleyan. How, how is your college career going? What, what what's it like to play golf on the college level? Um, competition is a little bit stiffer, I will say. Uh, golf courses are a lot longer, but you get to travel a lot more. We went up to Galena. We played a tournament in Minnesota. Okay, coach. We go Mount south. We it's a it's a cool experience. This is this is uh, outstanding. Uh, what what was your uh, what's the team's best success you've had this year? Um, in the fall section of the season, we actually won our home tournament and pulled off an upset over Knox College. We were 
we were supposed to lose to them by probably 20 shots, but we ended up beating them by five. So that was a huge, huge win for us. So uh, this is your first year playing. Yeah, correct. How, how many how many players are on the the Iowa State golf team? Currently, we have about eight, but we plan on recruiting a couple. I know we have two commits already. We're working on a third, which is a big one, and we are hoping to get another. But I think we'll end up with just under ten next year. Do you think uh, some of the players on this field are recruitable for the Iowa Wesleyan team? Absolutely. I'm looking at him right now, Roman Roth from Washington. He's only a sophomore, but if if he continues to play the way he is, I'm going to get, try and get in his ear and see if I can get him to come. So is that some of the purpose of being here to no, try to bug no, some no, of these no, guys no, into no. Uh, I came to helping say your hi, team win a championship? I came to say hi to all the coaches, see my old teammates play, and, and catch up with Roman and Max because I played with them probably six times last spring haven't seen them since so i finally got a, a day off where we just finished our conference season for, for wesleyan golf and i'm ready to come have a day and just watch well what, what are you studying there at iowa uh i am getting a business degree well that I, that was the program i was in over there when i was there we had hal mummy and mm-hmm. uh uh mike leak i think is his mike name Leach. that yep. was uh they went mm-hmm. and Founders. And they kind of invented the West Coast offense yes, right did. there in front of me. Yes, uh, they did. They're trying they... to bring that back right now at Wesleyan. They're, they're trying to spread it out. They're trying to throw it. They're doing a whole lot of recruiting. And uh, I didn't get to go to very many football games because of golf tournaments here in the fall. But it was a cool experience to to go to that homecoming game and watch them get a big win. Well, I got to go to all the home games. And there was, uh, there was some times when it was kind of tough. Yes. But then there were some times when they would put up 600 yards, yes. you know, and it was just unbelievable, especially as as they implemented the program. You know what I mean? And it was to, for a lot of teams, it was just a complete surprise as to what, what was happening. Well, uh, it was a really nice talking to you. Is there anything that we didn't get to cover that you wanted to cover? Nope, I think that's it. Well, this has been Brevin Wilson, who a scholarship athlete and uh, last year was was uh, here at this, this golf tournament. Sure appreciate your time. Thanks for being with us, bro. Thank you for having me.